Welcome to Infection Prevention Spotlight with Certified Infection Control Nurse, Kara Mullane. Welcome to the research behind infection prevention, where Dr. Mohamed Yassin provides tough questions to top researchers and leaders in their field. This podcast is a collaboration between Infection Prevention Spotlight and the American Journal of Infection Control. If you're interested to find out more on this topic, please go to the March 2021 edition of AGIC. Today, we have the pleasure to hear from Dr. Natalia Blanco as she discusses the study from the University of Maryland on the effects of a C. diff infection bundle, as well as the impact on the bundle components on C. diff infection diagnosis and prevention. pleased to share the summary from Dr. Mohamed Yassin. The title of this major article from the March 2021 American Journal of Infection Control is The Impact of a C. difficile Infection, or CDI, Reduction Bundle and its Components on CDI Diagnosis and Prevention. This paper is by a group at the University of Maryland. The study was funded by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The aim of the study is to assess the effect of C. diff infection overall bundle as well as the impact of the bundle components. The bundle has five interventions. One, institution of enteric precautions at initial suspicion of CDI before test results are returned. 2. Optimization of C. difficile testing via decision support at the time of electronic order entry. 3. Decreasing unnecessary prescribing of proton pump inhibitors, or PPI. 4. Reducing the use of selected high CDI risk antibiotics, for example, fluoroquinolins, third-generation cephalosporins, and clindamycin. And 5. Optimization of CDI-related disinfection. The study design is a quasi-experimental, commonly referred to as before and after. The study settings are at two acute care community hospitals. Hospital A is 256 beds and Hospital B is 223 beds. The C. diff rates within the last six months prior to the study were 11.5 and 4.9 per 10,000 patient days, respectively. The study period, preparation and implementation for the study from October 2016 to December 2017, in-person meeting, bundle development, implementation, pre-implementation period till June 2017, and post-implementation July 2017 to June 2018. Data collection was monthly hospital onset CDI or HOCDI rates, testing and enteric precautions, inappropriate testing did not meet diarrhea definition of three or more loose stools in 24 hours, receipt of laxative within 48 hours, repeat positive within 21 days, or repeat negative within five days, PPI and high-risk antibiotic use, optimization of environmental disinfection using a survey of at least 30 CDI rooms, data analysis, hospital onset CDI using interpretive time series, parametric and non-parametric testing were used to compare differences. 
Results. 1. The time between CDF order and initiation of enteric precautions was not significantly different before and after bundle implementation. 2. Inappropriate CDF testing ordering was not effectively reduced post-implementation in either hospital. Inappropriate ordering was over 50% of orders and not meeting diarrhea definition and laxative use were 70-90% to of orders. 3. The proton pump inhibitor, PPI, use was significantly reduced post-implementation in both hospitals. Similarly, both hospitals showed significant reduction in at least some of the high-risk antibiotic use, specifically levofloxacin. 4. The use of bleach, or C. diff sporicidal agents, was not significantly changed after the intervention. 5. Hospital onset CDI rate was significantly reduced only in Hospital B. Discussion. The results are showing modest positive changes to the C. diff prevention bundle. The authors felt that the automatic enteric precautions when CDF testing is ordered is a more effective strategy. Testing stewardship using hard stop on CDF testing is needed. Reducing inappropriate testing is a major part of the hospital onset CDI prevention efforts. The reduction of PPI and high-risk antibiotic use was shown to be an easier task to achieve. Despite the reduction of fluoroquinolone use, there was no reduction of CDI rates. However, the study did not have data on overall antibiotic use. Additionally, the level of compliance was not measured. Dr. Yassin's Editorial Notes The pragmatic type of studies commonly used in infection prevention has rarely been conclusive in showing evidence to support use of a certain intervention. The use of bundle approach makes sense for infection prevention, but prevents a major challenge for providing evidence behind the separate components. Measuring compliance and understanding the reasons behind non-compliance or obstacles for implementation are essential part of any infection prevention trial. CDI prevention is proven to be harder task to achieve despite extensive efforts. Today, we have the privilege to ask Dr. Natalia Blanco a few questions to shed more light on this important topic. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Blanco. Our first question to you. Providing evidence behind elements of an infection prevention bundle is traditionally a difficult task to achieve. Do you feel that this paper was successful in showing the evidence behind the five elements listed? This paper describes our experience piloting the infection prevention bundle. The elements of the bundle were selected on the basis of prior evidence for association with Clostridium difficile infection, CDI. Although the evidence is not conclusive to determine which components are effective in reducing hospital onset CDI, the study provided useful evidence on the importance of evaluating compliance with each individual component and the challenges implementing each of these components when accessing the overall impact on CDI outcomes. That said, this pilot study was also a stepping stone to establish a statewide collaborative with Maryland Department of Health to improve on and expand on the bundle implementation and its evaluation. Dr. Blanco, the study results showed that inappropriate CDF testing did not improve despite bundle implementation. From your experience, have you seen any successful intervention to improve CDF test ordering stewardship? 
Other studies have demonstrated the importance of hard stops to reduce C. difficile inappropriate testing. Similarly, although we did not observe an overall decrease in inappropriate testing when evaluated in detail, our study showed reduction in inappropriate testing related to laxative use when the laxative use was displayed in the alert and there was a hard stop on proceeding with the order. Our study highlights the importance of prepopulating the hard stop questions or criteria using the electronic medical record. This can provide timely and accurate information to the clinician and facilitate decision making without requiring the user to manually verify the patient testing requirements. Dr. Blanco, confirming significant diarrhea of three or more loose bowel movements could delay the diagnosis and increase hospital onset CDI rates. Could you give your opinion on proper testing threshold? Because a symptomatic infection is common, it is really important to test in the presence of appropriate symptoms. Otherwise, we risk labeling a symptomatic carriage as clostridium difficile infection, CDI. Clinicians should follow the recommendations as outlined in the Sachet Clinical Practice Guidelines for CDI, which recommend testing patients with unexplained and new onset of three or more unformed stools in 24 hours as the preferred target population for testing for CDI. Patients who truly have CDI unfortunately have several loose stools daily, and a delay in diagnosis would not be expected, especially because the test has a rapid turnaround time. The exception is patients who present with ileus or megacolon, who would not have frequent diarrhea, but that is a stream and less common presentation and would be recognized on the basis of other symptoms, not diarrhea. Could you comment on C. diff screening as a potential factor to reduce labeling C. diff infection or hospital onset C. diff infection? C. difficile screening at admission just to prevent labeling it as a hospital onset CDI later is not recommended. It is true that patients can be asymptomatic carriers of Clostridium difficile. However, we still need to make sure that we're following best practices to reduce the risk of progression from colonization to infection. For example, limiting unnecessary antibiotic use. There is limited evidence evaluating the benefit of screening and admission and isolating carriers to prevent further transmission. Therefore, screening is not currently a recommended CDI prevention strategy. Lastly, there is evidence suggesting that the treatment of asymptomatic carriers with antibiotics can lead to CDI and other complications, which further questions the utility of screening. And our final question. Compliance with C. diff prevention bundle was not measured in the study. In your opinion, what is an easy and effective way to measure compliance with a C. diff prevention bundle? High compliance is essential for any infection prevention bundle to be effective. Unfortunately, measuring bundle compliance is not easy. Measuring compliance with bundles comes down to measuring compliance with individual elements of the bundle. The measurement of the process measures or intermediate outcomes for example, antibiotic use in our study as a proxy of compliance is also an alternative. Measuring compliance may be easier for some things that can be captured electronically, for example, inappropriate testing or use of fluoroquinolones. However, that is just the starting point, and these measurements need to be combined or follow up with an understanding of why compliance was low, and that is often the hardest and resource-intensive part of any intervention implementation. Thank you to Dr. Natalia Blanco for her great work and her insight to help us understand more about CDI prevention bundles and how they help with diagnosis and prevention. And thank you all so much for listening. Remember, if you want to find out more, please do go to the March 2021 edition of AGIC to read the full article. From the American Journal of Infection Control and Infection Prevention Spotlight, thank you for all you do to prevent infections. 
take care and please remember, wash your hands.